Welcome on in to the Smash Mouth Football Podcast. I am your host, as always, Chris McGuire. I am here. Connor's here. Hey, Con. What was that? That was a... I didn't like your tone there. I thought my tone was pleasant. Sounded I was surprised. excited to see you. You sound oh, surprised. Why would I be surprised? You sound like I just joined the podcast like three seconds ago. And you're just, you know... I just well, I felt belittled, honestly. Uh you're you're too big to be belittled. <laughs> I'm irreplaceable on this podcast, Chris. It's wild. Somebody I'm the Dak Prescott of this podcast. I'm the only thing holding this thing together. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. All right. All right. Fuck you. Fuck you. That's fine. Uh anyway, we Gavin could not be on the show. He is hanging out with his gal pal and his mom. Uh uh, Peach Mitty is working, so he could not uh, do this today. Uh, he will not be on Friday's episode either, which is no big deal. But we got our special pal Eli here. Eli, say hi to the folks. Hello, hello, everybody. How's everybody doing today? Um, first time on, and I've been on as many times as Connor in the past few weeks. So Wow. Um, basically. <laughs> basically. Uh, yeah, uh, Eli is the host. Yeah, uh, Eli is the host of the uh fuck why am i why am i blanking on the name i do this a lot I'm, eli you you listen no, to a good. few episodes yeah friendly state of mind podcast i i i blank on at least like one two names of something an episode i don't know if it's nerves or if i'm just so excited to get an episode i have no idea but uh yeah uh, talk about that real quick and get people oh, to... yeah um yeah so if you y'all don't know me i do the friendly state of mind podcast i've been doing it for a couple years on and off i'm just gotten back into it again basically just do a lot of just positivity stuff comedy stuff and just have a good time with my co-host zach um big shout out to zach um he's been doing that with me ever since i got back so um but yeah you can find me at friendlystatemind.podbean.com or at spotify apple google anyway that's my plug yeah the, this get past football. episode was uh the uh, box office buddies one right yes this yeah, past yeah. episode we did our box office buddies special our halloween special since it's super close to halloween now um but yeah go check that out it's out now hell yeah hell yeah where are you gonna be for halloween you'd be a slutty nurse um thinking about a little kitty cat sexy hand sanitizer sexy cat sexy hand sanitizer <laughs> yeah <laughs> Oh no, a sexy toilet roll. That's what it would be. Oh yeah. Uh, okay. Okay. I I I know where toilet paper goes. <laughs> God. <laughs> this is a dark podcast, saying. Eli. So it's okay. Be prepared. Okay. We get Butts. we get there. We get there sometimes on on friendly set of mind as well. So I'm I'm used to getting into the depths a little bit. Depths, but. <laughs> um anyway moving on let's get let's let's get to let's get to football so first of all i'm just gonna talk about a few trades real quick and then one potential trade marcus golden got traded from the giants to the cardinals uh he was basically a role player to giants this year since joe judge came in but he did have 10 sacks last year so maybe he'll make a difference for that cardinals defense everson griffin traded from the cowboys to the lions he had eight sacks last year and you know he's been pretty all right on the cowboys but you know it's kind of hard to really get many sacks when your secondary can't cover anybody. Uh, the Bengals traded Carlos Dunlap to the Seahawks, which I thought was honestly the biggest trade of the week. 
Yeah. He had nine sacks last year, but he only had he's only he only played twelve snaps last week. So they were kind of forcing his hand. He actually posted stuff about the playbook online, so he basically forced his way out of there, which I oh, don't damn. blame him. Yeah. If you're if you're only playing twelve snaps in a week and you're a guy who's been as prolific for them since I mean, since he's really been there, I would want to be out too. Twelve snaps, that's Kind of disrespectful for how good he's been there. Uh, but Will Fuller might get traded. And how do you feel about that, Chris? <laughs> it bothers me. It really, really bothers me. Because I, I just feel like, how can you, how can you do this to Deshaun? Because like, like, Deshaun is Houston's Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> Is basically what it is. I I guess. I mean, Connor, what do you feel? What do you think about that? I mean, they're not really making a playoff push at this point, I would assume. So kind of cleaning house. I mean, my Cowboys are doing the same thing. It's a painful process, but, you know, I think they should keep him because Wolf Fuller's also very young. I I don't think he has a big contract, does he? I think he's still in his rookie deal. Yeah, he's still in his rookie deal, and uh, you know he he has another year after this, but you know then they'll have to resign him. But I mean, he's their best receiver, and he's having an awesome year thus far. So I don't really understand the push to get out another weapon for Deshaun Watson. So like, this is this is where I'm going with this. It just really bothered me because, so for instance, like DeAndre Hopkins was traded for a second round pick, a second round pick, which is fucking crazy, and David Johnson. So whatever. Bill O'Brien was the head coach and GM. He was fired after making that trade, DeAndre Hopkins. I believe he was one and five at the time. Traded away DeAndre Hopkins, the Texans' best weapon, arguably ever. Uh, Maybe Andre Johnson's in uh, contention with him, but uh, possibly their best Texan ever. Yeah. Best weapon for Deshaun Watson. Traded for Laramie Tunzel, which is a pretty good trade when you don't trade away DeAndre Hopkins, but when you do trade away DeAndre Hopkins and trade away two first-round picks for Laramie Tunzel, you're left with no assets and no weapons for DeAndre Hopkins. And also, Bob McNair, the the owner for the Texans, he's I mean, he's kind of a racist asshole. He, yeah. he said a few years, years back, we can't have the inmates running the prison when he was speaking about his players. Like, this is the... And Bill O'Brien, when he was the coach, he told Hopkins to stop bringing his baby mamas. Like, this is a problematic franchise. And you have Deshaun Watson, who's your African-American quarterback, who's playing for a team with a bunch of racially insensitive comments and actions over the years. Yet he still signed an extension to be there. They're just failing him at this point. They're failing him off the field. They're failing him on the field. If I'm Deshaun Watson, I'm literally going up to um, McNair and I'm literally saying, like, this is my team now. The coach, the GM, I'm going to be in charge of... I'm the captain now. Uh, Yeah, I'm the fucking captain now. I'm going to help you guys hire these guys and I'm going to get a say, the final say in who you guys ultimately hire. And if you don't really listen to me, then if it's not my team, I want off the team. Yeah, I, no, if, if I were him, just the culture around that building, I would be out anyway. Because unless the little little ownership of the team changes, like it's not going to change. That culture is going to be there. 
whether they like it or not. And I'm surprised there hasn't been an NFL investigation into that already because it's not been just one. It's been multiple occurrences of racially insensitive things being said. So imagine what's going on in behind closed doors. Yeah, it's just it's just one of those things where this guy has basically helped fix your locker room and the culture around it. Uh, he's helped your just help your he's helped your image publicly around the NFL landscape. And I don't know, it's just like it just seems like every move they've made has almost gone away from, you know, trying to make him your franchise quarterback, yeah. Super Bowl winning quarterback with the moves you're making. I don't know. I don't get it. It really annoys the shit out of me because I wish Sean Watson didn't sign his contract, but it's also hard to turn down what, like basically $200 million. Yeah. So I, it sucks. It really, really fucking sucks for him, especially being on that team. I don't know. I, I have such a bad, bad feeling about the Texans. Oh, it's oh, yeah, hard they, not to. Yeah, there, there's just a lot of stuff going on with that team that needs to be investigated one by Goodell needs to have a private investigation done on that organization. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm sure it's fine now because I, I don't think it would really, I don't think in today's climate, I don't think it would really hold up nowadays. Yeah. Uh, but just the fact that he stuck through with them through his rookie deal with all that shit going on with the DeAndre Hopkins shit going on, which is all the drama that surrounded them. He re-signs there and then you just make his life a whole lot harder on the field. Like I don't get it. But anyway, moving on the Browns Browns are uh, talking, talking about uh, talking about butts earlier. The Browns are five and two. So not your usual Browns. They are five and two, but this is all really despite the play of Baker Mayfield. Overall in the year, he's been pretty bad. Yeah. But this past week, after an 0 for 0 and 5 start, passing the rest of the game, he's 22 of 23, 297 yards, five touchdown passes. Easily his best game as a pro. Yeah. Is against, this grant, grant, granted against the Bengals? Like, let's not. It was against the Bengals. But is this something that maybe we can start seeing uh, kind of the form that Baker took his rookie year? Can we see more of this moving forward? I'll go to Connor first. Yeah. I mean, no. I mean, it was against the Bengals. They barely beat the Bengals. I'm not that excited about it. So I, I don't want to say I'm excited for it because – it's hard to really trust Baker at this juncture in his career. You used to be a Baker Mayfield fan, Chris. I used to be too. And then, like, uh, it was just empty promises and empty confidence. And then he just sucked on the field. And it's like, I want you to be good. Commercials. Be good. So here's why I'm a little excited. And now, and don't don't hear what I'm not saying. Odell tore his ACL. Not excited about that. Love Odell. Wish he was still on the Giants. Yeah. I think Baker might be better without Odell. I think with Odell, I think all the all the expectations really just rose for that Browns team. I mean, we were hearing the Browns are going to the Super Bowl over and over and over last year Which to where he kind of had to... Yeah, and we, basically those expectations get to you and you're kind of forcing a connection that 
may not exist. Maybe Odell's a really, really good receiver, and maybe Baker's a good quarterback that just can't, for some reason, get their connection together. I'm not saying Baker's good or anything like that, but here are his stats without Odell. 15 games, 14 starts, and I'm including the numbers after Odell tore his ACL, so I'm not including the 0 for 5 and the interception. He has 4,022 yards, 32 touchdowns, 14 interceptions, 65.2 completion percentage, 7.9 yards per attempt, 98.6 pass rating. That yeah. is, those are really, really solid numbers. Those are really, really good numbers. Those are numbers that you'd probably put them, if those were his numbers over a full 16-game sample, that's probably a top 10 quarterback. Yeah. So what I'm thinking is maybe if he's not forcing the ball to Odell, maybe it'll allow him to spread out and actually throw the ball in rhythm instead of just trying to force this connection that's not there. Yeah. And we're going to see that. I mean, I think this next game is going to be the indication for it. Um, Because you look at his earlier schedule and he struggled through these games and it may have been of that getting into rhythm thing. They played Baltimore. That was a hard game just in and of itself. Fine. I get that loss. Then they've got Cincinnati, Washington, Dallas, and then Indy and Pittsburgh were like the hardest out of those. And Indy has been great. And so like, he's had a really pretty generally easy schedule and he still stumbled through it. We'll see how he does without Odell though. Yeah. I, I'm excited to see because if he can get back to his rookie form, which was really everything after Odell left with his injury, then I'm really excited to see what he can do. And I'm not going to guarantee it because obviously, I mean, if you're a team, you'd probably rather have Odell in the field than not. Yeah. But maybe Baker just needs this kind of next, what, a five and two, nine game sample for them to kind of just get that confidence underneath them to really get them into next year they and honestly a really if, easy schedule this year <laughs> yeah they, the rest of the the rest of the year this is this is their scheduled rest of the year this week the brown the sorry i was gonna say the browns the raiders not a good defense the texans not a good defense the eagles not a very good secondary yeah the jaguars not a good defense the titans not a good defense the ravens okay the giants have, honestly, they've, they've done better than expectations, but still yeah. not a lot of star power in that defense. The Browns can definitely handle the Giants. No, basically the only thing going in the secondary. Yeah, and then the Jets and then Which, the Steelers. So they have two tough games, and those are the games they were going to have to prepare for anyway because they're in their, their division. Yeah. This is a team that's going to make the playoffs. Connor and I both predicted that. Uh no big deal, Gavin and P. Schmitty. Did Gavin do it too, Con? I don't think he did. I think, I think we got mocked for that take. Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. I told, P. I told P. Schmitty I'd do him a service. He was ridiculed for saying the Cardinals would win against the Seahawks, and I just want to defend him. Y'all look dumb. Put some respect Sorry. on my boy Kyler's name. Just saying. Well, that's... I mean, I guess we can get to that topic next. Uh... We were just talking about predictions. I want to protect Fee Smitty while we were discussing it. Protect his reputation. <laughs> yeah. Uh, actually, I'll, I'll actually I'll do that right now. I'll do our uh, 
our do our segment now so our, uh, shift you. week so we had one two three four we had five lone wolves of the week last week we had gavin with the jets that's right the jets <laughs> they covered the spread obviously they didn't win but they covered the spread yes barely uh peach had two peach had the cardinals which is what Eli was alluding to. And he had the Steelers. We all picked the Titans. We drank that Titans Kool-Aid. Brian, with his only pick of the week, picked the Giants. And Adam picked Washington football team. Uh, we yeah, all... Chris, we kind of suck. Yeah, no, I had a horrible week. I went 4-9. I'm 40-64-3 in the year. I'm having a horrible year. I just... I, I was talking to Peach Mini about this the other day. I was saying, like... I don't know what it is because it's like my analysis of every game I feel like has been very good. It's just really covering the points and like picking which way. Uh, I don't know. I just feel like I got to go with my gut and not overthink these games because I, I, I think I'm just getting in my own fucking head. 40 and 64 is horrible. Uh, Connor, you're 46, 49 and 1. Of course, you missed some games, so that's why your you're, uh, games are a lot lower than mine. I used to be uh, good, though. I used to be over 500. I had like a yeah, stretch. No. To be fair, 46-49-1 is very good at picking against the spread for every game. Like, we're picking every game. Yeah. So, like, these are, it's not like you get to be like, oh, I don't like this game. I'm going against it. We're picking every game. So, it's fucking tough. Uh, Gavin, 52-58-3. Peach Mitty, after this 9-4 and four week, best of, the, best of the week, 43-41-2. Brian was 1-0. And Adam was six and six. Eli, you're gonna pick this Thursday night game when we preview it later. Cool. Uh, but let's get to let's get to the Cardinals. So the Cardinals beat the Seahawks in overtime. In a thriller. Oh man. Yeah. It, 37-34. Russell Wilson threw three picks, but. In the end, it was still an awesome game by Russell Wilson. Like he doesn't have a bad game, even when he has three turnovers, he still leads the team. He's to, still Russell Wilson. I will say Russell though, Wilson. I was playing Gavin in fantasy football, and he had Tyler Lockett. So, <laughs> dude, that he was one game for me. He yeah. exploded. Bro. Our projections were like tied. We were supposed to be a very close game, but then Tyler Lockett different crap out of me, which was fun. Yeah, this this was. In my opinion, the best game of Kyler Murray's season. Yeah. And I have been a huge, huge... Uh, like I, I, went, I went on a little bit of a rant last week where I said, where... And I think it was, I think it was granted, where is the criticism of Kyler Murray in terms of his passing like we did for Lamar, like we did for Cam, like we did for, uh, uh, like we did for Josh Allen, or early in Josh Allen's career, which Josh Allen still deserves some, but regardless, yeah. where is that criticism? Because we haven't seen it. He's been inaccurate with the ball for the most mm. part this year. We haven't seen it. Well, here we go. Here's yeah. the game. 34-48, 360 yards, three touchdowns, leading the team to a 37-34 win against Seahawks. Leading my team to victory in fantasy. Yeah. More importantly. More importantly. And, I didn't even mention his rushing touchdown. He had four total touchdowns in a day. Like, this is... He has a rushing touchdown in six out of the seven games he's played this year. 
he is extremely, extremely talented. And I keep saying it. I think we're a year too early on, on Kyler. And maybe I'm right. But when it comes to maybe I'm right, I mean, I was definitely wrong on the expectations of Kyler this year. I did not mm. think he was going to play as well as he has this year. Yeah, but, but I don't think he said his peak yet. Exactly. The fact that we have no idea just how good he might be is fucking crazy on his potential because he is so athletic. He's so, so dynamic with the ball in his hands. Like, th- there's... Whenever he hits that angle and he hits that next gear, there's no defender in the league that can really tackle him. Yeah, it's nuts. It's just crazy to watch him play. Like, it, football's evolving so much. It's crazy just to watch it. And he doesn't even look fast. That's the thing. Like, he, like I don't know if it's because he's so small. It's but he doesn't he's even so small. Look fast. He looks like a kid running on the field, but he's like, like super a, quick. Darren Sproles-esque. <laughs> yeah, but throwing the football. Oh, Darren Sproles, if he could throw a football, would be so fucking fun. Right? Oh, then that's Tyler Murray. So <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, this was, it was encouraging. It still wasn't like, you know, you, I don't want to take away from the guy because he had an awesome week. Yeah. I still want to see this consistently. But I think, if anything, this kind of proves that the, the offense of the Arizona Cardinals is dynamic enough to be able to maybe surprise some people down the stretch if they haven't already surprised people now. Maybe, just maybe, they'll make somewhat of a run in the playoffs. I don't think there's a chance they win the Super Bowl. But... If they free Chase Edmonds, they will. No, no. Free Chase Edmonds. They they should... They should free Chase Edmonds, but that, that's gonna, not going to have anything to do with the Super Bowl. It's <laughs> nothing to do with the Super Bowl. I think if Chandler Jones was still on the like still healthy i think they'd have it like their defense would be better yeah oh yeah for sure i don't know uh, if that would i don't think that'd be the push to the super bowl but would give them a better chance yeah for sure for sure i mean he, uh, that, that sucks for chandler jones yeah really really <laughs> but back to what we were saying earlier about josh allen Connor wants to talk about Josh Allen. He's wanted to talk about Josh Allen for weeks, but we've kind of given... I've wanted to defend Josh Allen, yeah. Defend his honor. So, the first... Josh Allen games, slander. The first four games, 70.96 completion percentage, mm-hmm. 1,326 yards, 12 touchdowns, one interception, 122.7 quarterback rating, 8.96 yards per attempt. The Stefan Diggs effect. The last three... 63.06 completion percentage, which is still better than throughout like earlier in his career where it was around like 58. Yeah. 692 yards, four touchdowns, three interceptions, about an 81 uh, passer rating, 6.23 yards per attempt. They were down against the Jets most of the game. Yeah, this past game was a brutal one to watch. The Jets. The other two games, Titans, who don't have a good defense, but it was a COVID week, so it was a weird week. Nobody was really practicing. And then the next game against the Chiefs, which Chiefs have a better defense than I think many people expected. Yeah. But the Jets. Con? Okay, Dak Prescott lost to the Jets. 
Okay, and I loved. I'm 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 as big of a Dak Prescott fan as anybody, but he lost to the Sam Darnold led Jets last year. Of last year, yeah, that's a little different. A little. It's not substantially different. The Jets last year won like five games. They had they they actually they actually had a hope then. They have no hope now. They're just a husk that shambles on the field. Husk of a team waiting for Trevor Lawrence to join them and save (laughs) them. The guiding light of Trevor Lawrence to save them all. He is their North Star. <laughs> if he if he elects to play for them, yeah, I saw that he nice like player. talked about maybe staying at Clemson. Which I would... wouldn't blame him. No, he's not, he's not going to. He's not going to. It would be stupid for him to. But do you think that he will play for the Jets next year? Pull Eli Manning. Okay, if he I could, if he could, I totally would pull Eli Manning. I totally would. But the argument of him staying at Clemson doesn't really make much sense. Because it's just like, no matter what, you're the first overall pick, you're going to go to a bad team. It's, it's, the first overall pick is literally held for the worst team in the league in terms of standings. So it's like, all right, if you're going to go back to Clemson, you're just wasting another year of not making your money, playing college Man. football for free. And, and it's inevitably might be the going. What? <laughs> still might be the Jets. Yeah, dude. dude very likely man. still might be the Jets. If my I mean, name is Trevor Lawrence, I am not putting on a green uniform that say Jets on it. I'm just not doing it. There's no way. But you got to think about the money he'd make in New York. I mean, that's fair, but money isn't everything. Like, these guys still want to win. Like, that's the thing. Like, they still want to win football games. It, like, the money's think, good. Do you think that maybe he has that sort of confidence to where he thinks, you know what, like this is such a bad situation. How much greater would my legacy be if I brought the Jets back from terrible? Because that's a challenge. That's that's more than just being a number one pick. It's like playing on all Madden. It's like playing on like supreme difficulty. All Madden plus. I, 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 you, you can look at it that way. It just depends on what, what his temperament is. If he's just like, I want to be on a team that I would have, I know my talent added to a somewhat decent team would potentially push me in the playoffs my first year. That would also be a thought in my head. I, I think if the Jets have number one pick, I think he's going to be a Jet. And I think the Jets are going to have the number one pick. I, I think it's, I, I, yeah. I find myself hard-pressed to think that the Jets are going to win a game. Like This, this is actually a topic that we didn't even prepare for, so let me just put the Jets schedule up. Yeah, I was going to say we should go through that and see if they even could conceivably get a W somewhere. They have the Chiefs this week. Dude, I think, I think they got <laughs> The Patriots, maybe. Yeah, with how Cam's maybe. playing. Maybe. The Chargers. No. Which I, I, I guess I can say maybe, but I don't really expect it. No, Justin Herbert is a legend. Already. Speaking for my fantasy Let's team. Let's show up. Justin <laughs> Herbert <laughs> is a legend. You're, you're, wearing, you you're, you're wearing the fantasy. You're, you're feeling the fantasy mood right now. I am. He's Man good. single-handedly saved my week. I didn't even win, but like he made me respectable. <laughs> So, so he didn't. He didn't save your week. He lost. Hey, don't don't fucking disrespect jo- uh, Justin Herbert like that. I'm not. I'm. I. I think he's had a great year. I would. I would. I wouldn't say legend I'll, yet, though. Yeah, I definitely wouldn't say legend yet. 
definitely not yet. I, I he might name my team after him next year. Who knows? Oh, or next God, week. Going on. Go, moving on. The <laughs> Dolphins, which I guess with Tua, that's like we have no idea how Tua is going to be. So that's definitely a winnable game. So that's Four. actually kind of Four three. Uh, the Raiders, the Seahawks, the nope. Rams, the nope. Browns, and the Patriots. And maybe the Patriots. So, I think they win one of those Patriots games, to be honest. I don't know. That's so tough. That's it so tough. tough. Sam Darnold just gets like one last push to like show that he's a viable QB option. It's, a, it's week I could 17. Actually, actually, I, could actually see him, I could see him beating Tua. Yeah. Greg Williams blitzing a shit ton against a rookie quarterback. Maybe, maybe that's the week. Maybe that's the fucking week. Oh, don't get excited. Don't get excited. Don't. Chris, even if that happens, the Giants are still not getting Trevor Lawrence, and you know that. Why would they not? Are they even the second team right now? Uh, Washington won. They did win. So, yeah, they did. Yeah. So, yes. Yeah, Giants, uh, the Washington football team was the second team. Honestly, the Cowboys might be competing with you this year. Plus, you guys play in the NFC <laughs> East. They are. <laughs> Connor. You'll play in the NFC okay. least. You're going to like stumble and trip Connor. into some wins. Like we the talked about Cowboys it before. Have two wins. They're yes. not they're not getting the number 1 pick. The Jets are not winning two games. They might win one, they're not winning two. And the Cowboys not... have zero shot. And what would zero. you want the first overall pick for? Uh we could trade it or you could draft Sewell, offensive lineman from Oregon. You wouldn't draft Sewell with the number 1 pick. You would you would 100% trade it. We'd trade down and then get Sewell maybe at like six or seven or five. Sewell's not lasting past three or four. Well, probably four. To kill my so I don't say the four, top four picks, 100%. But one of them, one of them's kind of not 100%. It's going to oh. be Trevor Lawrence, Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, Penny Sewell, and maybe if somebody's desperate for a quarterback, Trey Lance. But and then the, Sewell will be five. Yeah, no, 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 no. Sewell's in the five. Sewell's in the top four. Doesn't matter who it is. Sewell's going top four. Hundred percent, guarantee it. Put a pin in it. Guarantee he's going top four. He's that special of a prospect. If we're not getting Trevor Lawrence, you think we go Sewell if we're at two? I think that's what's going to happen. I I don't think the Giants have any interest in Justin Fields. I don't think they have any interest in Trey Lance. I think they they'll go Penny Sewell, and then they'll move would, Andrew Thomas or Pert to the right tackle spot, and then the other person guard. On how well DJ holds it together these past few weeks. I, how I many fumbles is he gonna have by the end of the year? Over under twenty. If it, ex- if it exceeds twenty, we may be looking at just it won't, Fields. It won't be twenty. I mean, he's on, he's on pace for less than what he had last year. What what is he on pace for? Which was an exorbitant amount. So I mean. <laughs> I mean, he has five and seven games. That's so bad. It's not even... I mean, yeah, no fucking shit. <laughs> Hot take. Yeah, it's not uh, not great. It's not not fun. It's it not fun bad. for me. Uh, yeah. So like, he's on pace for a little over ten. So it's you know, not not fun, but you know, it's improvement. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. It is. Oh man, if you want to say that. Also, being a fellow Giants fan, yeah, it, it feels bad. <laughs> I will concur. 
Yeah, if it's not Lawrence, I don't think the Giants are going to go quarterback. I hope they do. I want Justin Fields really bad if it's not Lawrence. I just don't see it happening. I really don't. Uh, the news this week actually is that the Giants may actually end up keeping Gettleman, and if they keep Gettleman, oh my god, wow, that's amazing! Shut up, Connor. You're coaching David Gettleman. Wow, what a pair! <laughs> yeah, yeah, not hey. not great, not great. Uh, but Connor, uh, you actually never got to your uh, discussion. Josh Allen. So I have to defend Josh Allen because Chris has jumped off the Josh Allen. Uh, he was never even even on the Josh Allen bandwagon. He said like one nice thing about him in like four years, and then Josh Allen started struggling, and Chris started dumping on him again. That's my 2020 year. Anything I touch turns to shit. <laughs> Honestly, with your fantasy team, the Giants, your yeah. picks the Giants the have been shit. Yeah, yeah, you didn't need to turn them into shit, Chris. They were already shit. But they're like a double turd sandwich now because of you. Yeah. That makes you feel like... They actually had promise this year, and then they shit the bed. Saquon fucking died, and we're all... All Chris. If you want to blame someone for the Giants' struggles, it's your blame Chris. (laughs) Yep. Yep. All me. Go on, Con. So, Josh Allen actually... I looked at the stats. Josh Allen actually, in terms of the box score, was not terrible against the Jets. 30 of 43... 307 passing yards. He had 11 carries for 61 yards. He did have a fumble, which is never good, as you guys know as Giants fans. But, I mean, he wasn't he wasn't good in this game. I'm not going to defend how he played in this game. You should score more than 18 points against the Jets. But he wasn't awful. And if you look at his stats this year, his stats are still really good this year. That, that's probably skewed by the first four games. My issue but, is we, we were hearing MVP murmurs, and I'm like, yeah, bro, that's, hold on. That, that was that, that, never legitimate. Yeah, that was never legitimate. Has he made improvements this year? Yes. Didn't yeah. show it against the Jets. But my issue is people are like, oh, he might be an MVP. No, he's not. He's not even fucking yeah. close. Let's that was that a cold take. But he's still he's been good this year overall. He's got a 67 yeah, completion percentage this year compared to a 58 completion percentage last year. He's fourth in the league in passing yards, fourth in pass, passing touchdowns, only four interceptions. And, I mean, he's still a good mobile quarterback. He's still – I think he has 200 rushing yards, three touchdowns. How much do you attribute it to acquiring Stefan Diggs? Into yeah, team? I mean, they needed a deep threat. Quarterbacks had, are nothing without they had, they had a deep threat in John Brown. Oh, he's not the same as Stefan Diggs. He's a really in good deep threat. Deep threat if we're yes, talking yes. about deep threats, he's, I mean, I, I wouldn't say he's he as needed a, He needed a clear number one receiver. Well, yeah. And that's what that's Stefan Diggs provides. The thing, the thing is, the improvements that Josh Allen made one weeks one through four, it wasn't saying this happened because of Stefan Diggs. No. His weeks one through four were uncharacteristic. It wasn't like Josh Allen was like, like last year, and then a little bit of improvement was on came on because of Stefan Diggs. It was just legitimately, wow, this is Josh Allen. He's a great elite quarterback. Mm. Now we're getting to the point of where that still has elite talent. He never wasn't an elite talent. It's I just, said he still has elite. Yeah, okay. He, he, he never wasn't. Yeah, his his rookie year, he, he had elite skill. He had an elite skill set, but elite skill set means dick when you can't put it on the field. But I mean, he's putting it on the field now. Yeah. It's just how consistent will that be? He's starting to show 
And and like honestly, like hopefully this isn't the case because I actually I hope Josh Allen ends up good. Watching him the first four weeks was fun to watch. He's a fun quarterback to watch when he's good. Yeah. It's just he had as of right now he has a little bit of that all or nothing type of quarterback where he's going to have those games where he's a 400 yard passer, five touchdown type of game, and then he has those games against the Titans. He was bad against the Titans. I think the Chiefs game. I'm going to give him a pass to the Chiefs game. I don't know if you watched that game. But it was rainy. It was cold. Mahomes was struggling in that game. Obviously, against a better than expected Chiefs defense. It was Monday night football. I think they had to. Was that the game they had to? Was that Tuesday or Monday? They had to postpone the game because of COVID. It didn't was they? a uh, six p.m. Monday night football game. They had to postpone yeah. it because of COVID. So that was yeah. a weird week. I'm going to give him a pass for the Chiefs week. The Titans week was really concerning. And then the game this week against the Jets, he should have been better, but it's not like he was like awful. He should have no, killed they- them. He should have killed him. Yeah, that. that's, that's the thing. He honestly was pretty good against the Jets, just they couldn't convert in a red zone. It just yeah. happened over and over and over again. And that's where the concern is, just like he's not beating up on these Jets, which you can contribute it to be like, okay, do we really need to beat on these Jets? We can just kind of like sleepwalk our way to a win here. And that's kind <laughs> of what they did. And win. <laughs> yeah, that's basically that's what they did. That's still kind and, of the spread, though. That's actually a, a big victory for them. Fucking fucking Gavin. Just fucking Gavin. You know, I, I I picked the Jets two weeks in a row. Two weeks in a fucking row. Thinking they can cover these ridiculous spreads. And then he gets a fucking eight and a half point Did spread. Did you see the spread this week against six. the Chiefs? No. The Chiefs I game? I, I think it was like look. 20 points. I expect him to be up 30 points by the end of the first half. I don't know. With way the way the Chiefs are playing this year, they'll probably sleepwalk that game away too and it'll probably be like a back fucking backdoor cover by the Jets and Gavin will be the only one to fucking pick him. Fuck that guy. Well. <laughs> anyway, but yeah, Josh Allen, like I just want to see him put it all the way together, which I I know is asking kind of a lot because basically all I've been asking for from him is to show exactly this, just him being a good quarterback. And that's what he's been thus far. He's legitimately been a good quarterback. So I want to see that next step taken. And maybe it's not this year. Maybe it's next year. I want to see him make it to where he's consistent on a week to week basis. And of course you're going to have a bad game. That's part of being a quarterback, but I want to see it to where it's more of Six weeks in a row with a pretty good game, and then like maybe one week, and then getting back on the good side. Yeah. So I I just want to see that consistency. The thing about consistency though is you can consistently bet against the Cowboys. Because okay. the Cowboys have been good. Really He's getting bad. better at these segues. Yeah, I like that. I was like, oh yeah. yeah. So, uh, getting with the Cowboys, they okay. Fun stat. So this was the stat that genius uh, analytical mind Mike McCarthy said before the game to Kimberly Jones of, I think, WFAN. I can't remember. Uh, no, no, she's part of NFL Network. Um, she said, the, usually the person, the team that wins four divisional games in a single year usually makes the playoffs. Obviously, there are only six divisional games. So basically what he said was the more games you win, the more likely you're going to make the playoffs. Because what the fuck does four divisional wins have anything to do with anything? He's basically saying the more games we win, yeah, we'll make the fucking playoffs. 
This is the analytical mind of Mike McCarvey. This is the guy who apparently <laughs> subscribed to Pro Football Focus. You were more optimistic about him than I was. Just well, yeah, because, that because the thing is, he was. You believed like, him when he said these things. No, 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 I didn't. Okay, I didn't believe in him like all the way. Like I was saying, if you're going to hire a previous coach. I would rather have Mike McCarthy than the other ones because but he was a could have gotten Lincoln player. Riley or Eric Bieniemy, and you ended up with okay. Mike freaking McCarthy. Hold up, Hold up. I, I agree with you, Eric Bieniemy. Why 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 Lincoln Riley? Like what anything is- would be better than Mike Riley. McCarthy. Uh, Jason Garrett would be better than Mike McCarthy. I stick by that. Okay, give me the clapper. Give me the clap. I'll happily okay. take the here's- clap back. Okay, here's Connor's the clap. Make that a headline. <laughs> uh, please here, here's here's what confused me and this is a little off topic we're getting off topic of on the Cowboys I don't understand the Lincoln Riley hype I love him in college because his offense is so fucking fun quarterback to watch. whisperer he's so fucking fun to watch but also he's coaching in the big 12 a conference mm. that's notorious for having bad defenses and also you're Oklahoma so you have all the recruiting power in the world and you yourself can't recruit a defense. How is it that you have all the best recruits every single year? And the you style of the Big 12. Players? Big 12, they don't get like great defensive players. It's not their style. They do. Oklahoma does. Yeah, well, most of the teams don't. But that's what I'm saying. That's why That's why Oklahoma should just beat the fuck out of every team in the Big 12. But they don't. They're 3-2 and two this year, I believe. Yep. They at least have two losses this year. Spencer Rattler, Rattler this I mean, I know he deserves a little bit of criticism, but my god, like it, it's kind of hard to play quarterback there and win every game when your defense is so goddamn bad. And Spencer Rattler is clearly not a Baker Mayfield in college or a Kyler Murray or a Jalen Hurts. Thank you for prefacing that. <laughs> yeah, I, I, college. <laughs> so it's just Shit, like, well, what, what's the fucking high? If Lincoln Riley just can't coach up a de- get a decent defense in college, why the fuck, like, why would this be any different to Cowboys or you think in the NFL? you really don't think Lincoln Riley would have done a better job than Mike McCarthy? That's not what I'm saying. Anybody could have done a better job than Mike McCarthy. I yeah. here's the most criminal part about Mike McCarthy he made us think that Aaron Rodgers was legitimately not as great as he was. Yeah. And that's the biggest crime at all crime of all because you're seeing the past two years, even though last year it still wasn't that wasn't really that great. He murdered, he murdered my feelings about the Cowboys, so that's also a crime. <laughs> murdered my happiness, my Sundays. Yeah. So Dak Prescott's I out. That a pretty serious crime. Dak Prescott's out. One of the yeah. biggest biggest They were one in three with had. Dak Prescott. He was projected to throw for seven thousand yards. <laughs> and they were one in three, and they only beat the Falcons because of a a, a miffed onside kick. <laughs> they were two and three because technically they won that game. Well, they Dak got the win, but Andy Dalton Dallas. actually made the comeback there. Yeah, he did. He did. But they were one in three with Prescott playing full games, which is embarrassing because Prescott is one of the ten best quarterbacks in the NFL. It's. So the Cowboys, Dak gets hurt. He's out for the year. Everson Griffin, he's gone. They Toe was just cut. Good. Um, it's just like it just seems like they're giving up on this year. They're they're trading away. They're they trade away Everson Griffin, who is supposed to be a contributor, and I would argue he's been a contributor just on a really really bad defense. So it doesn't really matter. Alden Smith's been pretty good though. Alden Smith's been, been very good. He has four sacks. Yeah. 
it's just Connor, the rest of the way, do you think they should just tank? No, I mean, you don't this really outside of the Jets because the Jets are just like a miserable franchise with miserable fans. There's not really tanking in football. It's no, not like no, that. Not. Dallas fans are miserable. But, I'm, I mean, I'm miserable right now. No, to but, be around. Ouch. Okay. I didn't mean miserable to be around. I actually have my my brother, my twin brother's a Jets fan. I love Jets fans. They're great people. They're uh, very loyal people. Uh, we love any Jets fans that listen to this podcast. We appreciate you. And we all wish we could give you a great big hug. A, a great big, uh, yeah, just a virtual all the love in the world. The a pandemic. virtual hug, yes. A socially distanced hug. A, an elbow bump. A nice yeah. little elbow bump. Yeah. But no, I mean, the Cowboys, they're half a game. I mean, again, the NFC East is so bad, the Cowboys are only a half a game out of first place. They play the Eagles this week. If they beat the Eagles, they're in first place. But do so, you want that? Do you want them no, in the playoffs? Okay. Here's what I want to see, because what I saw last week, really the past two weeks, has just been a complete lack of effort, and they've just been getting absolutely blown out. There's no fight in this team. I don't know if you were watching the game, well, but after well, Andy Dalton Andy, got Andy absolutely Dalton almost fucking died. He got, he got destroyed by John Bostic, and the team just kind of shrugged. They're just kind of like, eh, it's Andy Dalton. <laughs> Who cares? He, why does he need his brain? What does he need his brain for to be Andy you know, Dalton? You know what they need to do? You know what they need to do? The the nooch the nooch bro the no, nooch no, no, is no, gonna no, bring no. us to the promised land Ryan Fitzpatrick probably yeah yep yeah, yep yeah. that's it that's where I'm gonna get to. yeah Ryan, I mean it's magic what's the point like, if they want to win they should get they Ryan Fitzpatrick win games and make a playoff yeah. push they get but, Ryan Fitzpatrick I agree are I they, agree are they winning the Super Bowl no, obviously okay no I, I you imagine the story though Ryan uh, okay Fitzpatrick Ryan Fitzpatrick could be a Nick Foles Fitzpatrick and Foles no, actually have a lot in common no not for this team but for a team. For a team, for the right team. If, if hypothetically, say... Um, 2016 Dallas Cowboys. Prescott gets hurt, Fitzpatrick comes in. They could have won that Super Bowl. No, because that 2016 team wasn't that great. They had a great team. They were at the number one seed in the NFC. That doesn't matter. They had a, an average defense. Prescott was very efficient <laughs> that's, that year. That's what, that's what wins they, Super Bowls. They had, the easiest, they had the easiest record in the whole league. Those were that, those were my glory years, Chris. Okay, <laughs> congratulations. Twenty fourteen and twenty sixteen were the two best seasons. years I've ever seen the Cowboys play. Twenty fourteen and they, and they didn't win Super Bowls in either of them. You know what? It's a fair <laughs> point. But see, twenty fourteen they legitimately could have won because Tony okay. Romo was just and it was a catch. Obviously, Des Bryant caught that. Can we talk about Des Bryant being a Raven too? Just good for him. I couldn't care less. I mean, he's On my fantasy good. team. He's gonna he's gonna light it up. Red zone target. He's a practice squad player. He's six foot. He's still six four. The man is a red zone. Yeah, red zone threat for Lamar. Nikhil Harry's huge too, but Nikhil Harry's one of the worst receivers. Des Bryant was actually good at catching touchdowns. Don't say that. Don't you do that. Des Bryant had the most. I think Des Bryant he might still have the most touchdowns in Cowboys history. I I don't think he'll do anything, but I have him on my fantasy team, so I have to dream. You can always dream. Let let the man dream, Chris. Okay, I, I will let you dream. You can dream whatever you want, whatever you want. But I, just, Connor, still I not know the question. Question. Yeah, go ahead. Is do you legitimately want them to make the playoffs? I mean, okay. Here's what I want to happen yes again. No. I, I want. I want a yes or no. Not I a yes, want a yes, yes or no. Question. Question. Yes, I want them to. 
I want them to clean house. I want them to bench all of the players who are just. Tank. They also cut Daryl Worley, by the way, who's a terrible cornerback. They need yes. to start all their young players, including Ben DiNucci, who's going to probably almost certainly be bad. Like he's going to be bad. Let's just be honest. He's probably going to be bad. I, they need to start Reggie Robinson, who they picked up in the draft. They need to start pretty much all of their young players. Give them a chance. See what you have in those guys. And if they somehow miraculously start playing well, then I will reinvest in this team and I will want them to win games. But if, I mean, it's just let them sink or let them swim based on their young players. Yeah, Not necessarily tanking, but I mean, after, I think after this week, I'll have a much better idea. Because if, if they lose to the Eagles, Eagles take a, what, a, a game and a half lead in, in the NFC East. If Washington somehow finds a way to win, then I, I think we're, we're starting to look at a situation the Cowboys should seriously consider just like absolutely tanking. But I mean, you still have to try to win games. Cowboys fans deserve no. a, a competitive team. I mean, this is one of the most loyal fan bases, one of the most fervent fan bases oh, in get football. The fuck one, out of the, here. one of the largest fan bases. It is. That's just a fact. Talking about loyalty, the Cowboy fan base is one of the biggest fucking. Uh, They're not fair weather fans, is the words you're thinking of. I. It's. I. Mm. Mm. Cowboy fans literally like they they have like the biggest fan base in the United States with which Except maybe the Lakers 100%, now 100 percent a fact but they're 100 percent there's a ton of Fairweather fans and a lot of them but there's like a core of fans that are very loyal I would say I could probably list you a few that are more loyal than the Cowboys they're I'm not, maybe not the most loyal I mean. To Chicago Cubs fans for a long time before they won the Super Bowl, that was like a different level of loyalty. But, Browns, yeah, Browns. Too. I mean, Cleveland—they're—that's like a city <laughs> that I feel like is just used to being terrible. So like they're kind of accustomed to it. They're like bathing in the awfulness of their sports teams. I mean, and then LeBron I James came along <laughs> those couple times, but aside from that, yeah, outside of LeBron James, entire just like sports, yeah, city. If I'm the Cowboys, I'm doing exactly what you said, except I'm yep. firing Brian McCarthy. I, I, keep I doing agree. Brian McCarthy. I, yeah, Why I, I, doing Brian McCarthy? Mike McCarthy. I'm firing Mike McCarthy right now. Yes. I'm seeing what Mike Cowboys Nolan. Mike Nolan needs to be fired. He needs to be fired yesterday. Mike well. I'm making Kellen Moore my uh, interim head coach. He's bad. Can we just talk about this? He was the offensive coordinator last year, 200 Jason Garrett. He's bad. People say he's good, but I think the Cowboys' offense has actually been worse over these past two years than it was before. That is entirely false. And Prescott has been better. They've let Prescott throw a lot more, which and, is good. And that's a better... That's but the a better reason team. why they let Prescott throw more this year is because they were always trailing. But how is that on Kellen Moore? Because Kellen Moore... It's Kellen not Moore's on him, though. Moore done. He's overrated. How? I don't. I, I think Kellen Moore is is I. If anything, you I don't think he's as bad as Scott Linehan. He's not as bad as Scott Linehan because Scott he's Linehan 100% was one hundred percent better than Scott Linehan. Yes, he, he I, I agree. Created the offense, but he's a below average offensive coordinator. No, he's not. How is he I'm below not average? I'm not a big fan of Kellen Moore. I have never been a big fan of Kellen Moore. I think he's so overrated. Okay, no, bring- what what do you want the offense to do? Preferably. Not, I think they they're towards the top of the lead in turnovers. They they I'm still run it a lot on first down. I don't know if you look at on first down runs. They got to be top towards the top of the league in that category. It's not as bad as it was under Linehan, but it's still they're pretty high up there. I can pull it up right now. And either way, I mean it's kind of, it's going to be kind of skewed because they don't have Dak Prescott anymore. They have the red rifle. 
But that's they, when they didn't. When when <laughs> they had when they had Dak Prescott, they were amongst the league leaders in points. Points a game. Who, who, why was that? Even but last year, Con. How is that on Kellen Moore? It was a hundred percent Dak Prescott. I give Kellen Moore zero percent of the credit for that. He's not calling all the plays, Con. Can I give him less than zero percent of the credit for that? Wait, but Connor, last yes. year when the Cowboys had a chance, they had they were amongst the league leaders in scoring. Dak Prescott threw for close to five thousand yards, something that I he's think never it's all done. On Dak Prescott, but they just I let him. I mean, letting him loose, letting wow. him loose, letting him loose was a good decision. We can agree on that. But the Cowboys were trailing a lot but last Connor, year it's too. Just, it's just not. It's just not the opposite coordinator saying, "Hey, go out there and do good." Like he's giving him a scheme to work in. It's not just mm-hmm. Dak Prescott calling every play. It is Kellen Moore with the headset on giving him plays. I just feel like he's not the leader. I don't know. I get. You I, need I, to look I, at your I, defensive coordinator. If anything, the fact that awful. Kellen Moore has had to carry your team to Ooh. success with Dak Prescott is the problem. I think Dak Prescott's just I I think Prescott's one of the five best quarterbacks in the NFL. I think that he would he would thrive anywhere. But, but I he didn't. Well, he thrive he, he, what he was asked to do he did. But he, it's just but that he they didn't, didn't ask him to do a lot. But he didn't He thrive. was efficient. They just didn't ask him to do a lot. He didn't thrive. He w- he won the rookie of the year. <laughs> he won rookie of the year off of 20 passing attempts per game ish. But he also I think he had like what? Like it was like twenty. I want to say twenty-five touchdowns. Like what do you four do interceptions. <laughs> what do you do the next year? You're just like well, they they no, the injuries have been a big story no, of this. Potter, I can see your face. You know you're wrong, and you just don't want to let it go. I, I okay. Kellen Moore is definitely the best coach on the Cowboys. Just There's admit, not a dispute there. Just admit you're wrong, so we can move on. <laughs> This has been a very long segment. If we have any Cowboys fans, they would absolutely love this show. We should just rename it the Dallas Cowboys show. But here, so Dak Prescott went from thirty six hundred yards, twenty three touchdowns, to four interceptions. Good year. Next year, thirty three hundred twenty four yards, twenty two touchdowns, to thirteen that interceptions. Was the year Tyron Smith missed six games? Not a great, not a great year. Uh, thirty eight hundred eighty five yards, twenty two touchdowns, to eight interceptions. First year. Under uh, under Kellen Moore, 4,902 yards, 30 touchdowns to 11 interceptions. He had his career high in yards per attempt. He had his career, uh, sorry, second career, uh, second highest passer rating, which which is. Uh, Who did they get that year, year? They got Amari Cooper, and then they drafted Michael Gallup, and then they drafted CeeDee Lamb. I mean, his weapons are they just. But, the matter no, no, of no, I'm, not talking about, I'm not talking about this year. I'm talking about last year. They just had Amari Cooper, and they just had Michael Gallup. Who is two very good receivers, much better than their yeah. previous receivers. Yeah, but course. who tells them to run the routes, Connor? <sighs> I it's just I don't I don't no. understand what the argument here. I'm not arguing that Callum Moore is like an elite offensive coordinator or anything like that, but he's at the very least very good. <sighs> You're just not giving him credit because this team's been very bad and it's hard Let's to see really how he does with the nooch. The new is it the new it's it's but, Ben Danucci, but what's his name? The nooch? That's just awful nickname. Okay, and also you also you also have to give, take into account that he's the offensive coordinator performing very very well with Dak, with Jason Garrett, and Mike McCarthy looking over his shoulder and watching his every move, trying to make sure that he calls the plays that they like. So those that's, are not guys that you no. want to be watching over you. 
No, I mean they're not. I mean, uh, but Jason Garrett was so passive. Bad. Passive. Well, he was bad, but also passive. Those and Mike McCarthy as well. Yeah, Mike McCarthy's. Mike McCarthy. So, okay, yeah, so I, I will agree with you, Chris. You have swayed me. We did it. It only took it only took fifteen minutes. We he's did the it. Second, he's the second coming of Josh McDaniels, and I'm ready for my Super Bowl and Kyle Shanahan. Okay, that's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying, I, all I'm saying is give him the rest of the year as an interim head coach, and then obviously, like if they don't perform better or show more fight, then you will, you go for like an Eric Bieniemy or something along those lines. But they should lose the rest of their games. They should try and get Penny Sewell and, they, and then get Tyron Smith out of there, get his contract off the books. He's just old. He's, That's going to be hard to do, him. though. I don't know how much guaranteed money he has left. Uh, I'll have to look. We'll talk about that on Friday or something. But uh, anyway, and, you know, you brought up uh, Mike, not Mike McCarthy. Uh, fuck. God, Josh McDaniels. I, I don't know why I do this on the show. I don't know why I blank on the show so goddamn much. We it, just it, talk about so okay. many fucking things. I do it too, Chris, on my on my show, so don't worry. Um so Jeff Garcia, he's a former quarterback for the 49ers. Uh he talks about the Patriots this week. He's talked about Cam Newton and what Cam Newton wears, which is a very Weird topic. Let me pull up his exact quote. Jeff Garcia. Cam Newton. I should already have this quote. This is bad podcasting on my part. (laughs) This is also going to be news for me because I have not heard what has transpired. So, following the game, former 49ers quarterback Jeff Garcia, who works as a studio analyst, blah, 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 blah. You go into this game with two touchdowns, four interceptions. You got you get what? Three more interceptions? You get yanked in the second half. There's nothing good going your way. Why are you dressing like that? To bring more attention to yourself? I'd try. I'd be trying to ask the equipment managers to put me in, the, in your jock sock cart and sne- sneak me in the back door, and I'll show up on the field and do the best that I can. Alrighty then. So one, what? Why? Who the fuck yeah. cares? One, stick, stay professional, and stick to asking the football questions, not on what Cam Newton decides to wear to the game. It's 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 the age old question about uh you know what were like what were they wearing like who the fuck cares like why is this brought up so goddamn much yeah. in every fashion of life like who the fuck cares but moving on to cam's play i brought this up last episode Kyle. i don't know if you listened uh we we post every wednesday and friday um <laughs> <laughs> A plug for the show he's currently hosting. This guy is next level. And a, and a nice yeah. jab to your yeah <laughs> to yourself. Uh, so Cam Newton has now two touchdowns against seven seven interceptions. One was fucking like just just making fun of every team in the NFL. Say, oh, how did how did nobody get Cam Newton? How did nobody get Cam Newton? He has two touchdowns against seven interceptions. He's an incredible rusher. We've always known this. Yeah. His passing le- leaves a lot leaves a lot left to be desired. You see what Tom Brady's doing in Tampa Bay. God, yes, I do. And I love every second of it. 
clearly not done yet, huh, Con? Uh, well, uh, can did you see Brady playing last year? And I mean, I, I, and this is actually what I actually did some research. I think Cam. I don't think Cam Newton's bad. I think he just has no weapons around him, and I think the Patriots' offense is just terrible. But this is. But that's all the more testament to Brady. I didn't realize how bad it was. I told you how bad it was. I've we, said it. I've I didn't said believe it. you. Chris was very adamant on saying it was that a lot. The Patriots. He was right, and I agree with you. I agree with you. I don't think Cam Newton is that bad. I don't think the two touchdowns against seven interceptions is what he what he is, but. He's not an elite quarterback, and you when you put a not elite quarterback into this offense, it's going to struggle. Brady Why are they had so bad at drafting receivers? Like I don't because, understand how they constantly miss. Like, compare them to the Steelers. The Steelers, like every receiver they draft, is like a legend, and then the Patriots they have like the all the biggest busts in the NFL. I don't get it. It's confusing. And irritating. And if they're bad at evaluating that in the draft, then pay for good receivers. That's my Seriously. thing. If you know you're not good at evaluating wide receivers, get them from other teams. It's and they attempt to that with AB. Astonishing. It's astonishing how adamant that the Patriots were to not pay Brady. Yeah. Like imagine like this guy had 24 touchdowns against 12 interceptions last year, and he had that roster. This is easily the worst receiving core in the NFL. Oh, yeah. It's worse than the Giants, even though not many Giant fans will agree with that. It's just, it's a fact. At least the Giants have Darius Slayton. At least they have Sterling Shepard when he actually plays. Evan yeah. Ingram, I would, I, would, I would argue that though he's not been good this year, he's being misused. I mean, 4.7 uh, average depth of target. That's yeah. not going to get it done with a guy that runs a 4-4-2. This is such a bad roster. Honestly, I don't even think the Patriots even make the playoffs anymore. And Bill I, Belichick, as good as he is, I have them missing is, the playoffs. I oh, you had them in the beginning of the year missing the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Good call. Uh, I don't. I I had them making the playoffs. I had them winning the division. I don't know if they can even do that anymore. I, I mean, I don't even know if they can get a wild card anymore. Because this offense is so inept, this the defense isn't elite enough to carry an offense like this. Yeah. Julian Edelman is the best receiver on the team, and the next best receiver is a contested catch receiver in Nikhil Harry, who can't catch contested catches. He's it's... he's bad at the one job he has. Yeah. So. Honestly, this this, in my opinion, this really hurts the legacy that is Bill Belichick, because he's so goddamn stubborn to admit that Brady. There is no Belichick dynasty without Brady. Yeah, maybe he wins a Super Bowl. Maybe he wins two. Maybe, hell, uh, maybe even wins three. The fact that they won six, people need to look at the Patriots this year and just realize the greatness that is Tom Brady. And we're seeing it this year with Brady just on another team absolutely dominating. Yeah. Dominating. And even it even gave put more pressure because Brady started out a little cold, but then he just now is like 
we're we're good now and just kicked it on and he's just showing everybody that he is the bona fide greatest quarterback of all time i'm like you can't you can't really debate it anymore it doesn't matter who's on the field mike evans chris godwin have both missed time scotty miller has been the number one for a lot of the games doesn't matter if gronk is a just He's not who he once was. A shell of his uh, former self. Shit, that's it. Thank you. Uh, there's me blanking again. I'm just trying to rant, and then I'm not getting the words in my mind before I speak. <laughs> Tom Brady has 1,910 yards, 18 touchdowns against four interceptions in seven games. He is fucking incredible. And you know what? Everybody keeps saying that he can't throw it deep. Per PFF, he's leading the league in deep passing yards. That's and that Scotty Miller touchdown last week. He's showed. He's forty three years old. His arm is still alive. I've been fucking saying it from the start. Tom Brady. It defies any sort of fucking science. And honestly, this might be the best. This this might be the best team in the NFL. They don't have a weakness. Their offensive line is great. Their receiving core, when healthy, is great. Antonio Brown is only going to deepen that receiving core. Which, whether you should be in the NFL, definitely not. The yeah. defense is incredible. They have a pass rush with Sha- Shaq Barrett, uh, Jason Pierre-Paul. Sucks Vita Vey is out for the year, but still, yeah, they got, that, that, that they got a decent. They they got a decent pass rush with uh with JPP and Shaquille Barrett. They have Devin White. They have corners Carlton Davis. They have everything you need to be like they top to bottom starting lineup starting lineup on. Offense, defense, this is the best team in the NFL. Now, the question is, does the best team in the NFL even matter? Because I would argue that the Saints last year were probably the best team on the ro- like in terms of roster. But in the end, it really matters about how good your quarterback is. Mm. Tom Brady might be able to get this in this season. And maybe even win it. So yeah. everyone, I, th- I think we should all do our top five teams right now because I'm... I'm. I would push back a little bit that this is the best roster in the NFL. Who who would who would be Steelers? Steelers. Mm. No, I I can't put them at one. I can't do it. They have. I think the Steelers have a top five defense. They have a top ten ish offense. I mean, their personnel is insane. Their receiving core is probably one of the deepest I've ever seen. Period. It's deep, tough deep, to put them. Great offensive than, line and deeper than Tampa Bay's though. I think it's deeper than Tampa Bay's. It's not as I mean Tampa Bay like the top three receivers from Tampa Bay are better than the top three receivers for Pittsburgh. But I would like say I feel like every four. every receiver on Pittsburgh is I think has the potential to be a Pro Bowler. They're so good at drafting receivers. But it's you can't, insane. You can't, but you can say that about Tampa Bay's. Scotty Miller doesn't wait, wait. fall in that category. Scotty Miller is a pretty good receiver. He's and not the a Pro Bowl receiver. The fact that he's the number four is crazy. That is crazy. So I would take Godwin over any of the Pittsburgh Steelers receivers. Even Chase take... Claypool? Like long-term. Yeah, Chris Godwin's young too. Yeah, Chris Godwin's 20, only like 25. 20, oh, 25? I think. I could be wrong. Chris Godwin has actually done it for a longer period of time. Chase Claypool, we've seen it in like two games. So as of right He's now. He's been yeah, amazing not. though. So is Chris Godwin. Chris Godwin's an amazing. I mean, Chris Godwin's one of the best receivers in the NFL, but Clay, Chase Claypool could also be one of the best receivers in the NFL. He's twenty-four, but that's what I'm saying. So it's like, it's like we can't 
I can't I can't project Claypool to beat what Godwin did last year, and then like Godwin's been hurt this year, so it's tough. But like I would I'm say, Justin Godwin. Jefferson is better than Chase Claypool. Yeah, I I, mean, I love Justin yeah. Jefferson too. Um, Mike Evans is better than every receiver the Steelers have. Yeah. A B obviously has been out in football for a year, so we'll have that's to speculative. That's not said that for A B. I would I would argue that he's better than any uh, Steelers receiver, just because I just that's believe a, that's taking that a leap is. though. I don't believe in I don't AB. think he's taking that much of a leap. I think I mean, how long is he? When's the last time he played? He played with the Patriots I mean, just the last like, year against the Dolphins, and he dominated. I hope he doesn't do good. I hate AB. AB's a I terrible. hate AB too. I, I I hate the fact that they signed him, but that this I think that signing legitimately makes him arguably the best in the NFL. <laughs> it's okay, Bruce Arians hates it too. So you don't have to worry about scummy. that. That feels scummy though. That uh, that make that feels scummy. I hated that signing. Well, I mean, Kareem Hunt's on the Browns. So I mean, we That's also remember. scummy. But it's also like you know, I, you're gonna say the Cowboys. You're gonna say the Cowboys. <laughs> Take a kick at my Cowboys again, even though no, I, actually, I actually wasn't. I was just gonna say it's scummy, but also it's one of those things where, you know, how much you shouldn't sign Kareem Hunt, but how much is he gonna make a difference? Yeah. But in terms of, so the Bucks in terms of EPA per play on offense and defense, they're within the top five in each. Where are the Steelers? Offensively? Both. I think defensively they're towards the top, I would assume. Oh, I'm sorry. I think I think actually uh, I think Tampa Bay is actually six in offense. Let me see. It's loading. So they are Tampa Bay and EPA per play. Tampa Bay Buccaneers are eighth currently, and that's with their uh that's with their offense just getting healthy again. And then their yeah. defense, which is really the underrated part of that team, they're first. They have such an underrated defense. They have and a the great fact defense. That, the fact that this offense is just getting back, like getting started, is fucking crazy. The Steelers in EPA per play, they're tenth in the NFL. Uh, their defense is. I mean, it's going to be up there. They're fourth. Yeah. So, so it's, a, it's, it's a close. I'm not saying it's not a close call because Steelers would be second for me. It'd be hard. That, that, that top three is just hard. To... I just don't think Big Ben is that good. That's my one concern with him is I think Big Ben is the only thing that could hold them back. But I, I, I love their roster. Thing is, I think Big Ben, for as good as that defense is, I think Ben Big, like they can win a Super Bowl. Like, I wish P. Schmitty were on the show right now because I'm sure he's going to listen. This is the year. That they have to win. Yeah. Like they can't not win the Super Bowl because Big Ben's only gonna get worse. Like this isn't this isn't like Brady last year where Brady didn't have any weapons and every and uh Brady showed he can still play. It's just he didn't have weapons. Big Ben has the weapons, he has the offensive line, he has the running game, yeah. he has the receivers. He's just I don't know if it's his elbow, but if it is his elbow, I don't see his elbow getting much better. Mm. He's just he just threw three interceptions this past week against the Titans. And, I mean, granted, they still won. But this is a guy that is, he's not going to throw it deep very consistently anymore. His intended 
His average depth of target right now is 6.6, which is amongst the league lowest. With those receivers, too, that's concerning. It's, I mean, they're great after the catch, so I guess it's like, all right, it's a team that can win the Super Bowl. It's just I'm very hard-pressed to say that the Pittsburgh Steelers, granted, I think that they very well, if Big Ben turns it on at some point, I think they can, can be the best team in that division. Yeah. I just, but that's more on the fact that even the Ravens' offense hasn't really got it going for me. Neither mm. team's efficiency passing wise has been there. Though yeah. they can win, I just don't know, even against this win against the Titans, because we'll talk about this more next week. Because next week we're going to have, on Wednesday, we're going to have our halfway point award show. We're going to talk MVP race. We're going to talk the division races. We're going to talk comeback player of the year, rookie of the year, defensive player of the year, blah, blah, blah. But to give a little sneak peek, if I'm, if I'm talking contenders to the Super Bowl, far and away, number one's the Chiefs. Yeah. In my opinion, number two comes down to either the Seahawks or the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I would say I would give Tampa the edge there because uh, Seattle's defense is not as good as Tampa's. I, I would agree. But it's just hard to go against Russ. Dunlap, though, oh, yeah, which is... yeah, it, yeah, it's hard. To, it's hard to go against Russell Wilson. I don't. I mean, Dunlap's but... going to be a big uh, piece, but I don't know if he's going to be that much of a piece that the defense just clicks. You know. But yeah, after agree. that, I feel like it goes Chiefs, Space, Bucks, Seahawks, whatever order. Yeah. Space. I don't think they're... Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm forgetting the Packers. The Packers are in that as well. Titans are in top five? No. The Titans' defense wow. is ass. Yeah, I mean, so pretty, is the Seahawks' defense. Bad. Yeah, but they don't have Russell Wilson. Yeah, they don't have Russell Wilson. <laughs> and the thing is, I would say, I would say, yeah, they have Tannehill, but they depend on Derrick Henry too much. And it showed last we, last year in the AFC Championship game where mm. when the going got tough, they couldn't... They just couldn't get out of their own way and pass with efficiency. They just kept giving the ball to Derrick Henry, and when they were down too much, they had no play-action threat because who's going to fall for a play-action when you're down by 24? They they were dealing with what the Cowboys used to deal with when they didn't throw the ball. They If they can't dictate with the run and keep time of possession, they struggle because Tannehill then has to push, keep pushing the ball, and are they going to do that? No, they're going to go back to reverting to And granted, Tannehill's been amazing this year. When I think been... Tannehill. I think Tannehill can push the ball. I think yeah. he can be that quarterback. I don't trust the Titans or Mike Variable to do that. Yeah, I and don't I, trust the offensive of play sh- calling more than I don't trust Tannehill. So are we are we calling for to, to let Tannehill cook? Yes. <laughs> sure. Yes, let Tannehill cook. Absolutely. Especially my fantasy team would my fantasy football team would would uh, disagree. <laughs> well, to be fair, I think if. if they let him cook more. I think that would actually help Derrick Henry because then it would get him more goal line opportunities. Yeah. I also have John Smith and Corey Davis. I'm very Titan heavy this year. No, All really. of Titans. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, look, oh god. I mean, he's been, like Derrick Henry has just been so bad. I don't understand. Like he had that one 200 yard game, and that's it. Like his yards per carry, three point seven four. Yeah, 3. he didn't 3. look 6, great during 3. the three point seven five. Then he had two game. games. 4.58, and then Houston, 9.64. Like, why is it that in a game, 
that you're averaging 3.75 yards per carry. What, how is it that you have 20 carries? That makes zero sense to me. Why are you, if you're losing and Titans were losing that entire game, how is it that, you, that Derrick Henry still got 20 carries? They were, even, even with that strategy, they were a, a missed field goal away from taking that thing to overtime. I think the Titans are a very good team. But that's, that's my point on both the Titans and the Steelers. The fact that the Steelers let the Titans stay in that game for as long as they did when yeah. they were up 24 to 7 at the half. They should have buried them. They should have. I agree. I was watching that first half, and I was thinking this is the best team in the NFL. In the second half, I was like, yeah, probably not. But I think this Pittsburgh, I would say Pittsburgh's definitely top five for me. It depends on how Big Ben plays. It is it on does. Big Ben to perform. I would, I, would say it's, I would say the Steelers are top five. I wouldn't say that they're really that big of a threat to the Chiefs yet. No. I don't think anyone is a huge threat to the Chiefs right it's now. Determine on Big Ben. If he can turn it on, then yeah. they are. Because I just um, I and unlocks more of that offense for Pittsburgh, they are able they would be able to keep up with the Chiefs then, and their defense is good. Yeah, I just I I just don't think the Steelers proved anything by beating the Titans, and I wish they had because yeah. the Titans were previously undefeated. I wish this was like if they won this game, this thirty-five to fourteen. Game. Yeah, like this this could have very well been their statement game. I don't I, the fact that they were up twenty-four to seven and only won twenty-seven twenty-four. That gives me pause. Can this offense keep their foot on the gas, or are they just going to have to depend on this defense the entire way to the Super Bowl? Because if it's the second option, if it's the latter, I don't think there's any shot that they win a Super Bowl. Yeah. And for Pete Schmitty's sake, I hope I'm wrong. I think he's going to be upset hearing that. No, I just, but I mean... I, I, I don't trust this offense to keep their foot on the gas to have the option to put their foot on the gas and just put your opponents down, which, which in this NFL and today's NFL climate, this is, that's what you have to do. The chiefs last year, the Patriots who have always been known to be able to do that. And the year before the fucking Eagles who, I mean, for most of the season, that's what exactly what they were doing with Carson Wentz. And then did it kind of again with Nick Foles, just being able to keep their foot on the gas and be aggressive all game long. Mm. You have to be aggressive. You have to be able to pass the ball. And I just don't see how the fuck the Steelers are going to do that with how Big Ben's playing and that offense. I don't know. Yeah, I think that if they, you know, I would, if I had to rank my top five teams, it would be the Chiefs. I think I would be between the Buccaneers. I would be between the Buccaneers and Steelers for two. I think it's very close. I think three for me would be – or four for me would be Seattle, or and then five would be Green Bay. And then I think Green Bay and Tennessee would be tied for me for fifth. My top four, no doubt. Um, Sorry, top five, no doubt. Chiefs won, Space, Tampa Bay, Seattle, Green Bay, Pause. Steelers and Ravens tied because I, I can't pick one yet until we see them play. Yeah, that's my top five right now. Eagle, uh, Eli, what about you? Um, it would be Chiefs, it's gonna be similar to yours, Chris. It's gonna be Chiefs, Bucks, Seahawks, Packers, and then 
for Peace Mindy, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say it's Steelers because I think Big Ben, if he's gonna push, he's gonna push, and if he does, then they'll be a real threat. So I'll go Steelers. I'm making the bet. So for our, we're gonna quickly do uh, make our picks real quick. Get out of here. Uh, so the Atlanta Falcons are traveling into Carolina to play the Panthers. Panthers are two and a half point favorites. Eli, make your first pick. All right, so am I just making the team pick or am I making the uh, spread pick you as can, well? Uh, do both. Uh, preview the game a little bit and then make your pick. Okay. Um, hmm. I definitely think Panthers take it. And I'm not too good with the spreads. So you're going to have to help me with that. Okay, so... Oh, that's right. So they're two and a half point favorites. So in yeah. order to win against the spread, they have to win by at least two and a half. So they'll, basically, they'll have to win by three in order for you to actually take the game if you pick Carolina. If Atlanta loses, if they lose by two, you still win. But if they lose by three, then the Panthers win. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'd stick to that spread because, I mean, I don't I think it's going to be I think the Falcons are going to give them more run for their money than the Panthers are expecting. And I think they will keep it close. But I think, yeah. You're picking uh, Atlanta? No, I'm picking Carolina. Carolina or what or what I pick. Is it so is it opposite? So you're so uh, basically uh, for those people who don't understand the spread. So think of it. As if Carolina starting, sorry, not Carolina, Atlanta start is starting the game 2.5 to Carolina zero. Gotcha. So now you have to pick the rest of the way who's going to win 2.5 to zero. Who wins the game? Carolina. Carolina. Okay. Yep. Cool, cool, cool. Connor, what about you? I, I mean, the Falcons are just so dysfunctional. They're just. So tragic. They're such a tragic franchise. I don't, I don't know if you guys watched the Lions game, but we didn't really get to talk about that. Just really, I think it was the most painful loss I've ever seen. And that's <laughs> including the Cowboys game because Todd Gurley accidentally scores a touchdown. And then the Lions march up the field and throw a game-winning touchdown with like four seconds left to, a, to TJ Hawkinson. I mean, how ridiculous is that? They scored a touchdown, and that's why they lost. They lost when they scored a touchdown. I mean, <laughs> they find new ways to lose every week. I mean, two and a half points is nothing. It really is no. nothing. I think the they the, uh, these two teams played earlier this year, and I think it was like a seven point game. I want to say it, it, I think it was a one score game. So I'm expecting it to be close because the Falcons usually keep it close before they choke. But I mean, two and a half points is nothing, especially for a team that can find a way to lose by scoring touchdowns. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the Panthers. You know what? I I'm also gonna go Panthers. I think the Panthers, since it's outside the dome, uh, I think I think this is a chance that Matt Ryan struggles a little bit, uh, especially with I have no idea what the forecast is supposed to be, but uh, you know we're around the Charlotte area and mm-hmm. it's been on and off rainy, so we're we're supposed to get a lot of rain these next few days. So yeah, so I I think this is gonna be a game where Panthers, especially if they get CMC back, I think they're gonna run into the ground. This may be too logical considering 
how I'm supposed to be using my gut from now on a little bit more because I'm picking way too logically, and I think that's going against me considering I'm 24 games under 500. I hate myself too, <laughs> but I'm going to go with the logic. I'm picking Carolina. I didn't get Gavin and Peach Mitty's pick, so I will get those. I'll make sure that those uh, this will reflect, uh, reflect their records at the end of the day. But Eli, thank you for being on the show. Of course, man. Uh, pleasure to be here. If you ever need me to be on, I will be happy to do so. I enjoyed it. Sure. Yeah, no problem. We won't invite you. Um, well, thanks. But... Was bad. <laughs> Just joking. No, it was, it was a good time. But uh, you want you want to plug your uh, podcast again before we go? Yes. Um, if you are looking for a laugh and a good good time, uh, follow us at FSMCast on Twitter, at Friendly State of Mindcast on Instagram. You can find us on Spotify, Apple uh Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, uh, Friendly State of Mind is my podcast. So, yes, check us out. Hell yeah, put a smile on your goddamn faces, boys and girls. Especially right, during get... these trying times. Exactly, exactly. Always good to have a friendly state of mind. Yes, sir. That's it, Chris. Ah, ah, yeah. ah, all right, all right. I might blank on a few names in episode, but at least I can get these, uh, get these reads <laughs> right. Oh, yeah, they're good. Yeah, yeah. All right. We'll see you guys on the other side. Thanks. Thank you for listening.